This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the One Was Had a Dream podcast number 76. I cannot believe we're that far. My name's Danny. Unfortunately, Lee is slightly under the weather slash massively under the weather. Um, He won't be joining us tonight, but we've got a fantastic pod available to us. We're talking about Grimsby. Who wouldn't want to talk about Grimsby? The Wimbledon to-do list. We've got lots of wonderful things to talk about. We're going to talk about one of my favourite players at the moment, Harry Pell, and the way he goes about his business. Do we like it? Do we not? We might sneak a little bit of a conversation about the Dons Trust in there, and congratulations to those who elected. We'll talk a little about Swindon, and of course, Super Johnny Jackson. He's becoming more and more super by the day. But without further ado, I'd love to welcome our wonderful guest, Nick Lehman. Nick, how are you? Yeah, good. It is Good wonderful to have you on. Thanks. So, Thank just so you know, Nick just literally popped up to the game and said, um, I fancy doing your podcast. And it was that simple, wasn't it? Literally a conversation and you're on. Exactly that. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, so, yeah, a bit, bit of an insight into my daily life. Um, so, we, well, as you can see, we're doing up the house. We're also doing see, up the it looks ama- For those who don't know, <laughs> it, it makes Sarajevo look like a great day out. <laughs> or... Uh, Felt him away, remember that? <laughs> yeah. uh, Both similar places, Sarajevo yeah, and Felt him away. Yeah, the bombed out stand, for those who remember. Um, yeah, so we're also doing up the kitchen, and uh, we don't have a dishwasher at the moment. So oh, right. often I'll have a massive pile of washing up to get through, and I, I stick on the podcast. Oh, I stop it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listen to you guys, and then every, every week, they're like, if you want to come on. All right. Now's and this week is the week yeah, when there's no washing and you thought yeah, I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, well, you're very welcome, mate. Well, um, 
obviously, as you know, with the podcast, we are sponsored by Boardmasters. We're very, very grateful for all of their support. Uh, and Merry Christmas to everyone today as we enter the Christmas spirit. So as you know, obviously, you are now a seasoned washing up slash podcast listening veteran. And I always talk about something random. And I want to ask you about random things that happen at football matches, but you don't really know why. So the reason why I say it is obviously Grimsby. The guy has gone up for the header and hit the floor. And he's obviously he's completely poleaxed. And obviously he's he's down and everyone doesn't know what to do. And for some reason, when they pick him up, everyone starts clapping. So I'm like, are we clapping the fact that he's injured and he's okay? Are we clapping the fact that we can get on with the football? Are we clapping the fact that um, aren't the first aiders fantastic? But I was just curious, what do you think? And are there any other random things at football matches you feel like, why do we do that? Um, I think it's probably the first one. I think it's we uh, we wish him well. He's got a serious injury. It is weird, isn't it? Like you're clapping. You hope he's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than going, are you okay? Like mask. Imagine a chant. Are you okay? Are you okay? We don't. We just clap. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one that. And also to feel good about ourselves. Like what a good bunch of people we are. (laughs) What a all the Grimsby fans on the way home. What a super bunch of chaps they were thinking. But the other thing I find really weird, though, is particularly around like injury time. You know, on the board, it has like 90 plus five. I just don't really understand why the timer just doesn't keep going. Like, it, 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 the scoreboard's there. You can see it's 90 plus five. Why leave everybody in suspense and go, is that five minutes? Is that five minutes? Why don't you just leave it going? I just, I don't really, I, I've never really understood why that happens. Yeah, so they, they keep it running on the, on the TV, don't they? They do, yeah, and so you know exactly when it is. But when you're at the game, it doesn't do it. Now, there is obviously an argument that it could be potentially because the referees might change the injury time. But you kind of feel like, well, in the, in the 21st century, sorry, you can just go, yeah, we'll just put another minute on it. And then everyone knows where they're at. Um, so, that, yeah, I find that a little bit a little bit weird. Um, but I was just, yeah, I don't know. Are there any other weird things that happen at football that you're like, I don't really, I genuinely don't understand why you're doing that. I mean, the other one I was talking about was the tracksuits. Like, we've done the warm-up. Everyone's running around going crazy. And then you just walk out, you line up, and then you play. Like, you, you know, do we need a tracksuit? I mean, don't we just get on with it? And we're, we're ready. We're warmed up. Just get out and get going, don't you? I mean, or am I going, or am I slightly unscientific in this, young Nick? I don't mean, I think it's uh, commercial, right? It's a, it's a sell some merch. So sell some Stephen Merchant. Oh, that would be that would be stunning. Um, okay, so let's talk about Grimsby. Go on, fire away. You were there. I saw you. Obviously, yeah. Thoughts? Um, I first of all, before I forget, and obviously they're they're listening to get the uh, opposition view on the game. Uh, like, shout out to the Grimsby fans who came in numbers, right? Yeah, that were loads. I, I reckon there might even have been more. Grimsby fans there, and they were Leighton Orient fans. And for a half twelve yeah. kickoff, that must have been yeah, that must have been serious. And what there's some some strikes, it wouldn't have been easy to to get down. So yeah, f- fair play. So what do you think fair of the play. game? Um, I wasn't expecting that result after the first half. I think they uh, they bossed us first half. Yeah, very um, physical, weren't they? Yeah, physical, but. They look handy up front. Uh, I think Makatina, number 10. Yeah. And like he looked useful. I, I haven't seen the highlights back. So I don't know. Uh, there's one where he got through, went around Zanev, put it he in. Scored, yeah. It, it, it looked offside on the, re- on the replay. And there was, was a few it? guys on um, 
on social media who were in line and they were like, no, no, he's definitely off, yeah. um, which is handy. Um, and then the weird thing is just, I thought, yeah, at halftime, I thought we looked all right going forward and there's more of a, maybe two good attacks. Defense is not so good. Yeah. And they they just didn't come, didn't come back out for the second half. And, do you uh, do you feel like they didn't come out, or do you feel like we were really positive and we we negated what they were doing? If we changed something tactically, yeah. I didn't spot it. Okay. So it's the same personnel. I think the setup was. I mean, the formation the formation didn't change, did it? Yeah. Um... You don't feel like maybe? I mean, I felt like in the first half we kind of got a little bit bullied and they were quite, I thought, I actually thought they were one of the better sides we see. I thought they were quick. I thought they were strong. Um, I thought they put us under real pressure. And I just, I felt like in the second half, we just seemed to, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to do use too many ridiculous football cliches about our Wimbledon, etc. But I kind of felt like we had to really sort of battle. Um, I definitely don't think we get that result two months ago. I think that's a classic example of us finding a way basically being you know teams in form they find a way to win don't they um do you think a win was fair do you think what, what do you think was fair from on saturday i think we're fortunate to win but i'll okay. take it no 100 <laughs> crikey absolutely yeah i would i mean i yeah. would definitely take it yeah and kind of bit is that's well that's what you want from wimbledon a bit of it's a smash and grab i don't think it's smash and grab i think we were well worth it in the uh in the second half we, we played well we nullified them uh but yeah, after that first half was a bit heavy going at times, right? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't, I don't think they're going to struggle. I know they're not playing overly brilliantly, but I don't think, I don't look at them and feel like they're going to be a bottom, a bottom three, four team. Um, I looked at Gillingham; they've only scored six goals all league, twenty games, six goals. Gillingham, I was like, crikey! And they, I saw them; they were, they um. They were losing to Dagenham when I left them. Um, but I feel that they're decent. I just feel like at the moment, um, Chislett is is just becoming a player who is has got a really good knack of being in the right place at the right time. I've always thought he's very, very, very good technically. Um, I wasn't sure whether he was going to... I thought the pitch might... It sounds a bit weird, this being a professional footballer, but I thought the pitch might be a bit too big. I think he'd be an unbelievable five-a-side player. But again, for him, he's obviously got a fantastic sort of partnership and relationship with Pell. Um, but I thought I thought Chislett was excellent. I think his set pieces have been good. I think he works really, really hard. And he's definitely someone at the beginning, beginning of the year, I thought he was going to be an OK League two, 2 player. He seems to have really kicked on, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a bit of an unsung hero. Um, and it's a weird one because last year, yeah, he wasn't effective at League One level and he wasn't getting a game. But obviously, Johnny Jackson likes him. He's, what, he's started most games, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's all uh, of them. pretty much all of them, really. And he's, he's weighing in with goals. Uh, yeah, he's an asset. And I, I wouldn't have... if. If you'd asked me kind of who would be the players to emerge like this season, I wouldn't, well, I'm not sure I'd have said any of them. Like Jack Curry wouldn't have been on the radar. No, he'd been well off it, yeah. Wouldn't. He was great, wasn't he? Jack, oh, he's, yeah, he's great. I know, I know uh, Lee loves him. Uh, I think that's big, an understatement big, of the year. <laughs> big hopes for him. Um, yeah, no, it's amazing that what, what he's playing, Conference South. Conference South. Yeah. Um, he just he has a really really weird knack 
of just like nicking the ball. Like he kind of goes into a tackle and you never think he's going to get it. And he just gets it and looks to be aggressive. And again, considering it's his first season in League Two, I, I personally feel like a, a Sal then Curry are the next two potential big money-spinning players for us. Um, I think he was good. I also thought Biller was actually quite good. I, I was going to ask you about that. Whether I don't know if you how much you've seen this year, but you've obviously got Gunter, Agondir, and Biller. What would you kind of? Where would you put your one-two-three at the minute for the right-back position? I'd still go Gunter. Oh really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, because the, the other two are still, you know, kind of just starting out. Yeah, first team level. Um, but yeah, they, they've held held their own. What I'd say about Gunter is, um, and this goes for a lot of players, um, much more comfortable in the back four. Yeah, I feel um, like we've kind of stumbled across across that. I don't think we'll go back to a back three again. That's for sure. Yeah, I think I think you're right, and I think um, I don't know if I'm kind of. Jumping in the discussion, uh, like Johnny Jackson, I think he's made the changes now. I think a lot of the fan base saw that those changes were necessary before he did. Yeah, and it's nice that he's caught up, but it's a bit worrying. But I mean, we 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 can we can be fluid, Nick. We call it fluid. We're like the this podcast is like the Dutch total football side of the seventy-four. We can move anywhere. Um, obviously nominated for um, manager of the month. I'm totally with you though. I don't. I feel that he stumbled across this. I don't think this is something that he's gone. And again, credit where credit's due. We've had a great month. He's got to put the team on the bench. But I do feel at the moment, being the woman manager is quite an easy job in terms of the personnel. We are what we are, really. That there's not many other variables that you can pick and change. I guess what what is is coming is there's a there seems to be now a genuine belief in the team. Um, and he has to take credit for that. So I'm I'm not I'm not necessarily in the super Johnny Jackson bank, but my God has it it's been completely different from eight weeks ago. Um do you, would that would that be fair do you think? Or do you feel am I being harsh on Johnny Jackson here? No, no, I'm 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 with you. I'm um I don't think he's proven himself, but yeah, yep. he's doing doing a lot better. Um but there's this thing in in football uh, I bug people about all the time, and we we were doing it at the start of the season. Um, this whole thing about trying to pass out from the back. Yeah. This thing in the World Cup, I think I've counted. I've not watched all the games. But I've, I think there's at least three goals I can think of where a team has tried to start passing out from the back and just end up giving the ball away in their own third and conceding. And it's okay and if if you've got the players to do that, but we. Which which anymore. maybe only two teams have, which are yeah. Barcelona and Man City. Uh, and for some reason, we were doing it. And then you get uh, the start of the season. Zanev's uncomfortable. The centre-halves get the ball in uh, areas they don't want. And now... What did Alex Pierce try to pass out? I was like, oh, oh yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. And then these days, back passes Zanev. And he puts his foot through the ball. And I'm like, amen. Yeah, and everyone's Please happier. Do that. It is, and everyone seems relaxed. We're playing further up the pitch. I always say to my dad, the only player I feel, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna drift into the Harry Pelchak because I feel that there's not it's not a coincidence that he's hit form, and um he's hit form, and all of a sudden 
we're doing better. But I thought that the only person's missing out is, is Paris. Cause I, and I felt he was better on Saturday, but he's the one guy who actually wants to get the ball and pass it and, and be that kind of um, quarterback, if you like, gets it, moves it, gets it, moves it. But it, we're, we're playing a style of football that doesn't suit him. And often the ball goes over his head. I just, I was saying to my mates about it, I wonder... And I'm, pro- I'm I'm hoping I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong. Whether it, whether Paris would be better as a ten and Pell as a as a four and Pell sit and Paris go, but Pell's been so good. I don't think you can move him, can you? No, he's been such an important signing. Um, I think it's just both boxes. Yeah. Like when when we're defending so many clearing headers, he's well, he's a, it's a tower, right? It's like six four, and then. He weighs in at the other end, uh, and you, you know, you got to flick on 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 Saturday for Chislet. And how easy was that? It was like long throw, flick, goal, done. Like old school, easy football. A Wimbledon goal. I love yeah. it. And and yeah, and that and that's the weird thing, I guess. We we spoke a little bit about our identity and what we want to be, and it it was it was a Wimbledon on Wimbledon goal, really. But on on Pell, then I know part of the podcast we're we're bringing up Harry. What. what I think one of the other things that he has brought into the team, whether we like it or people like it or not, is, and I don't really like the word, um, let's just, I, I'll just say it, the shithousery of him. Um, but I think it adds value. Does he get it? Is he on the right line here or is he a bit one way or the other? Where do you sit with Harry Pell? Because Saturday was a bit ridiculous. But Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, we can call it the dark arts. Oh, that's such no, another that's, word, right? That's exactly what I wanted to call it. I yeah. didn't want to swear, but that is exactly what it is. It is a dark glass, <laughs> correct? Um, yeah, Saturday, yeah, backfired. It's just awkward, and it looked ridiculous because we were behind the goal, didn't it? It looked ridiculous yeah. from our angle. It was like, oh, what are you doing? And and and, but then because what happened, this massive scuffle followed, got heated, and we could have got like a sale was getting involved. We could have got players sent off. Yeah, in that situation. I, I think the thing with with Pell, I think he's doing it a lot uh, in the Leighton Orient match. Yep. And is effective. Is kind of winding them up. And I think he's having this battle with uh, Darren Prattley. Yeah. Leighton Orient and, and winning it. And they, they were getting, um, yeah, he's kind of getting into them. And then Tranmere, well, I didn't go to Tranmere, uh, but he got the guy yep. sent off. He did, yeah. Peaceful first half. But I, I think I'm wondering if, if the refs are a bit wise to 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 the tricks he tries to pull. Yeah, possibly. And maybe, maybe he just needs to kind of play a bit straight for a few games. Let it kind of let it pass. He he very much is the panto villain. I know it's that that. But time yeah, but we we've definitely um, we didn't have enough of that last. I think for a long time we've not had it. We've been too nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think another thing with our form turning round, so the, the change of formation, kind of playing simpler. Woodyard coming back in. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't know what he's changed, but ever since he's been back in the team, we, we've done so much better. I think I think what I think the one thing I feel like is at the moment we've got a lot of players where we kind of know what we're getting from them. And I felt that some players before that 
in key positions, we didn't quite know what we were going to get from week to week. We've got, obviously, Curry's been relatively consistent. Paris is very, very inconsistent, and we're not sure where we're quite kind of at. George Marsh was in and out. I just feel Woodyard, we, know, we kind of know where we're at. I feel like Pell now, we kind of know where we're at. And I feel like we've just got a level of consistency that we didn't have, and they are experienced players. Quick question then. Harry Pell signs for us in the January window last year. Stay up? Would he, would he have made that much of a difference? Or do you feel like, you know what, that that team or that squad would have burned anyway? I don't think we stay up. You don't think with him? No. So my, my theory on, on last season, the thing that killed us, was getting rid of Oli Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, he's, you know, he's getting injuries. But he was a guy, particularly the way Robbo wanted to play, which is get him to hold the ball up and bring the the free into I think what McCormick, Rudonia, Sal yeah. into play. Once you took Palmer out of that equation, it all fell apart. Yeah, we 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 never replaced yeah. him, did we really? Yeah, and it's kind of the the yeah, such a huge gamble and yeah, it, well <laughs> we yeah. know you know what the out, the outcome was. No, we definitely uh, do. It, it just, thing, it, yeah, go on. Sorry, uh, the thing with um Palmer, he's done a couple of interviews since he left Wimbledon. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's really clear he did not want to leave. So I know that, that he was really happy at, at Wimbledon. He thought, yeah, I think he said he, he wanted to finish his career with Wimbledon. So it, it just opens up so many questions about actually what went down. I th- yeah, I mean, that was the one thing that came out of it. I mean, if you think about, yes, he's at Wrexham and he, he would have been paid a pretty dollar, but He's London-based. All of his family are here. He's got a house. It just, yeah. The, I think Pell's been such an important player. Um, but I was just, yeah, I was just curious as to where where you where you thought of that. But it's wonderful to actually talk positively about Wimbledon. It's been great. I thought, like I said, Saturday was. I thought a re- I thought it was a really big performance on the fact of we've obviously just got out of the cup. We've been a little bit limp in that. To to have gone out and lost again. I felt I feel like we'd have lost a lot of momentum, and I feel like we've managed to keep that to give ourselves a chance where we're just nudging on that. The playoffs are within touching distance. Again, I'm I'm not saying we should be aiming that higher, but if we're there, it'll just be it will be fascinating. And again, we'll talk a little bit about it coming up. Um, it'll be interesting to see where we sit with um, with that. But what we'll do, we'll um, we'll have a little breather, so have a glass of something very very lovely. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Wimbledon and its to-do list as we come up to Christmas. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. And welcome back, everybody. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Um, Still got Nick here. Um, so what we're going to talk about now is our to-do list. Obviously, Father Christmas is very much planning his route around sort of the plough lane area, dropping off his presents as he goes. And we're looking at where what what's on his to-do list. What are the things that we feel as a club we want to address as we come up to the Christmas period and beyond? So what I've done, Nick, is I've split it into four sections, if that's all right. And we'll talk about each one in turn. Um, I've got team, plough lane, the club, and the Don's Trust. So we're going to go attack them 
give us give us your thoughts then from a team perspective. Obviously, Father Christmas is very good these days. Looking at us with what you would like to see, ins, outs, areas to strengthen. Probably a, a different conversation to a, a few weeks ago, I think. Very different. Yeah. Um, I'm. My thoughts, I think, first 11, I think we were looking okay. I think the... Um, but when you look at the bench, yeah, it's a bit light. And I, I don't know if this is a Johnny Jackson thing, but he doesn't like to make subs. Yeah, or, I've noticed that. Yeah. Or there's no subs that he wants to make of his current bench. I think if we're if we're going to do any business, it's to get a couple, basically a couple of reinforcements, guys that actually can come off the bench and make an impact. Okay. Um, and what positions do you feel that? Where do you feel like the? Because obviously the big debate is that Robinson. What, what, what would you would you bring him back or would you leave him out to play? It's it's a difficult one because I if we bring him back, he wouldn't necessarily start. Yeah. Um, and this this might also be a unpopular opinion because oh, I, I know you, you, got, you. I love that. Yeah, you guys have been a bit. You know, down on Carl Hudlin and kind of what's the point? Yeah, I I reckon we should we should bear with him. I think yeah. he's starting to, he's starting to make some appearances. He, I thought he was okay. He did okay when he um, he came on on um, on Saturday. It was great was, in the corner, wasn't it? In the corner, they get he really chased the ball down, and the crowd got behind him, which he can be a little bit of a of a of a joke kind of player because he's so tall but it was good that the fans actually got behind him for a bit that was good yeah and then and the, and the thing is um when he came on he kind of went up top josh davidson played off him yeah josh davidson he looked more he looked more comfortable do you really think so what wider yeah yeah wow. i think maybe because maybe his game isn't playing kind of back to goal yeah yeah fair um and sometimes I think we we saw it. Um, oh, what's his face? The um, the guy that came on. Well, the guy that came in last season to replace Palmer Cosgrove from Birmingham. Cosgrove, Sam Cosgrove. Yeah, him. him and I, I think people. Was, yeah, I don't know how he's doing. With, he had a bit of a, a spell earlier in the season where he was scoring some goals with Plymouth. I he, don't know if that's I think he's doing. I think attention. he's doing. I think he's doing all right. So yeah, but the thing with him because he's a big lump. Yeah, people people assume like he's a target man. He's he's good at kind of playing back to goal, but maybe that's just what we were kind of putting a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Um. And that's not the case with Davison, who's you know he's been a great signing, but maybe he's he's more comfortable playing off someone else. Okay, so you're so. Uh, you're you're keeping Hudlin. You've obviously got Davison. Are you br- are you thinking of bringing another forward? And if yeah, you're not, I, okay. So you were looking at a forward. Um, where else are you thinking? Where else do you feel like we might be? Yeah, like... maybe just another um, like attacking player. Like so, I think Courtney Senior. He's been brought in, but I don't know if he's more like just a number in the squad. He his contract's up in January. So well, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I yeah. personally feel like I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep him. I think he's been okay. 
I, I, I think he's been very vanilla, to be honest. He, he is he's so so. I'm not. I wouldn't be bothering the slightest if he left or not. So you're thinking, yeah. an att- you're thinking at the business end of the pitch, attacking. You get the replacements. Basically, yeah, a couple of attacking options that Johnny Jackson trusts. Yeah, who can help us out. Like if it, if it's a tight game, just to you know, back in that promotion season, like you know, we had Akin Fenway and Aziz to throw on. A- <laughs> Off the bench, like when God, how Lal, good was that? When Lal, any Lal, of them, and... any of them four, Tom Elliott, we just any of those yeah. four come on was good. Um, big club comes in for a sale. How much? How much do you want to sell him? January. January's going to come. He's going to get interest. He's been playing well. I still think he's a bit raw. I think he does lack um, that final pass. I think he can score goals. I think he gets in great positions, but I think his offsides and awareness is poor. But if a big club came in, a championship club, and they offered you X amount of money, how much would be enough to convince you to get rid of him? What do you want? Million? Is that too much? I, yeah, I don't know if we get a million for him. I think if you compare him to Rodoni, I think, like, I loved Rodoni. Uh, I I think he was more of a f- finished article. Yeah, I agree more, with that. You know, a bit more develop physically I don't think it sounds well it's not gonna have a grace bet right he's, <laughs> he's great if it'd be amazing if he did he's he's a size he is but I, I don't know if um what that means I don't know if people are gonna go for him really yeah I think he's a bit yeah it'll be a bit of a bit of an enigma okay but then it, you know his his stats are good I mean his, his stats are good he's physical He's, I think he's relatively quick. He's amazing at getting the ball back. I am with you, though, because I, I do feel like Rodoni is... Rodoni's performances were very consistent, I found. Bizarrely, I felt we... I don't know why we didn't play him as a 10. I'd have played him just behind the forward and played different players in different positions. Um, Robinson liked him being on the right and cutting in. Um, but I, do, I just... I, I feel like he's very explosive for Sal, and I think he's very amazing or not great. And I think he's good at when he gets in... When he gets at you and he runs, he's very exciting. But his final ball is a challenge. But I just... Yeah, I... Would, would would you sell him if if a club came in? Would you sell him in? Would you sell him in January on the fact of thinking? Do you know what? We'll take the money and we'll we might replace him. But the reality is we're not going to go up. Or do you go? No, no, we're, we're going to keep you regardless because realistically, he goes in January or he goes in the summer. You'd think. Um, would you keep hold of him and see where the playoffs were? Or yeah, I, I think we we should. Um... Well, it's, yeah, it's amazing how things have turned around. Because I think it's like, amazing, isn't it? Well, two two months ago, everyone was, yeah, losing their cool over, you know, looking at the, the prospect of back to back relegations, sell the club, abolish the Don's trust, and now look at us. So we were, we were all getting worried, and now I think everyone's kind of chilled out. It is amazing it's more... how how the, the the team's performances have a massive impact on on our morale. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I've put down two positions. I put down a new forward and a new centre-back. Um, the reason why I think a new centre-back is I think Riley Towler has been superb. Um, and there's been reports this week that it looks like he'll stay for the season, which I think is a huge, a huge... I can see you. You look relieved already. Yeah, I think it's a huge yeah. relief and I think he's good. And I think that he, him playing means that we can be a bit more flexible in the centre midfield slot. 
I also feel like if you've got a centre-back and Riley Taylor coming forward, Bendel needs a loan. I think he definitely needs to go and play some matches regularly. I think striker-wise, I <clears throat> I wouldn't be bringing back Robinson straight away. I'd kind of see what's around in the market. Um, but <clears throat> I'd, think, I'd, see, I'd yeah. see if we could sell him. Really? What, Robinson? Yeah, yeah. easy money. Yeah, well, not, I mean, we're not going to put him in ahead of Davison. We're not going to play two up front. I guess, yeah. the, I guess the challenge is if he gets injured, Davison, and we've been lucky that he's played MWS every game and not get injured. If he did get injured, we're relying on Hudlin, who has been, let's be fair to him, I don't think he's been particularly, he's a little bit untried, isn't he, um, Hudlin? Um, I think it'd be, it'd be a little bit harsh to. To basically say he's been terrible. Um, but yeah, that, that would be me. I'd be tempted with centre backs considering Nightingale's got a while. We've got NYC coming back um on Saturday. I believe he's on the bench or he'll be in the squad, right. which is handy. Um be interested, be interested to see how he fits in. But I'd be I'd be very keen to look at a cent a striker and a centre back, but I'd want a um one of them to be permanent. I'd rather I don't want her to be another loan as such. I'd be interested in the permanent. But if we move on, um to a wonderful ground, Plough Lane. Um, I'm loving it. I love going there. I think it's great. Um, I've got three things, though, that I feel like um, would be beneficial. But I'm interested from your angle, from what your experience at Plough Lane, anything you feel like, you know what, this would be great for us to improve. Any Anything that you feel like, you know, that would be, that needs a bit of a tweak. Yeah, uh, yeah, a few thoughts. Um, just back, I didn't answer this our question. So his, his contract is up. Not this Not... summer, summer after. Correct. So I think let's hold on to him, go for a playoff push. And the Swindon game has become massive. I think if you look at the table, it's, like, it's a playoff six-pointer. Like, it's such God, a... we're in Christmas and we're talking about playoff six-pointer. This is marvellous work, Nick. Yeah, I knew, exactly, I knew yeah. you were the right man for today. I knew it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then let's see in the summer. Let's see see what we can get for him. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, on Plough Lane. So, yeah, you and I were uh, were a similar age. Um, Both very I good started... looking. I hasten to add. <laughs> I started watching Wimbledon at, at Celeste. Yep. Ninety six, ninety seven was my first uh, season ticket, and that was the season we got to the two semi-finals. Good year that, crikey! Um, and then before that, I think for for people listening, you might remember this. Um, I, uh, I started out playing football at Morden Little League and every now and again the managers would come round with an envelope of tickets oh, to right. go and see a game at Sellers because I, I think so I never went to play, the old Plough Lane and I think what ha- what happened was we'd moved obviously we were struggling to fill it so the club was giving tickets away to uh, to Little Leagues so I, I think the first time I went was 92-93 in, in Norwich okay. Yeah, so I, I went to a few games that way, but I didn't get properly into it. Um, one of my yeah good mates from school, uh, CeeLo, I to him and his dad, Dom, um, he got me into it. So five of us, uh, we got scene tickets, 96, 97. That's how it started. And oh, then Check you out, you big romantic. And then, and then what you go on from there, well, the next 20 years, I've seen us play... Literally everywhere. I was at Southampton when we went down. Yeah. Seen us play at Old Trafford, Anfield, Middlesbrough. I studied up in the northeast. I went to Middlesbrough away once. Uh, I went up to Sunderland. Uh, 
couple of years back. Uh, Ipswich away everywhere until last year. I'd never seen us play in Wimbledon. That's crazy. That's absolutely game, so, yeah, yeah, such a wicked story. It's amazing, amazing to be there. It's the first time I've been to a ground, seen us play at home where it actually is ours. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. We, I know we own Kings Meadow, but, you know, that is another club's, you know, is... Yeah, it's nice, it's nice. No, I, I, so, yeah, I, I just I, remember it's about time we, we used to have a band, didn't we? It's, it's time we had a home game. I remember that really, yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, so, go on in, play our lane. Give us your thoughts quickly. What, what so, do you yeah, reckon so we I, could I do? I love it. I think on um, on Saturday, um, yeah, one area for improvement is so uh, uh, gate three. One of the turnstiles is out. Yeah, that was so annoying. Uh, like, it, took, that my mate, it took him forever to get in. That's basics. And also, I think critically, that's one of the entrances that people can see from the road. So if we're trying to attract new people to come in and they're driving past on a match day and they see a massive queue to get in, it doesn't reflect well. No, I'm with you on that. That and that's so avoidable, but so annoying because when me and my dad, me and my dad, always get in early because a we're just a bit keen, but also we went once and it was so it was late and the queue was crazy and at a time where you know it should be touch move touch move. There's two guys on the gate anyway. You could go old school with a book and just rip go rip go. I just exactly. yeah it, it and I don't yeah I don't really understand the touching if you or you for me if it's not if the gate's not working you just go right you got a guy with a tally yep team tickets in ticket and you can just tally it up it's it, it, if you if we're that bothered about the attendance but no I, I that was one of my one of my three um, anything else Flower Lane that you feel like you know what should be on our list to to get better I think that well I mean, there's definitely been an improvement over the. The summer's just been like the the Phoenix. Yeah. The whole area's been done up. It looks awesome. And that's I think that's one of the great things about Play Lane that the um the free home ends are joined up. Yeah, that is really good, isn't it? And it's quite unique that. It's quite unique to have that. Well, I think that's where you, you see the difference about where you know it's a fan owned club and it's a ground that's been designed, you know, with our with our interests in mind. Um and also it's it's a good thing to kind of get the um, non-hardcore Wimbledon fans in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pe- people, <laughs> people, yeah, I think they, they love to come. Um, I mean, I think one of the realities as well, go on. Sorry, uh, you always see the, uh, the exodus at like 42 minutes. I know, yeah, yeah. We'll go out for their beer. I think, I think they, they keep trying different things and yeah. none of them work. And we're we're missing out on so much income from not getting that. I mean, that's literally one of my ones is like food and drink queues um, have been mental. And I think one of the things that we have to understand is now we've moved to Plough Lane, we are in a period where we've got some 50-50 fans who are support Chelsea but watch Wimbledon. And we're we're kind of, we're in the market to be everyone's favourite second team. I've got a lot of boys at the school I teach at and they're the Chelsea fans, but they're going to watch Wimbledon. And I think that excuse me, having the pub and having football on and stuff means that kids who and families will get there early to watch the early game, will come out to look at the halftime scores because the kids are interested. And for, and to not have food or drink, and again, um, particularly the food queues have been astonishing, to say the least. Um, and whether that's an easy win or not, I don't know. But that's definitely an area that I'd love to, to see improve because, as you said, 
we should be trying to maximize every single penny and i agree i don't i don't quite feel like we are um the other thing i was going to ask you about was the club shop now i don't know if you've been in the club shop and i matt haylock and all of the guys um in the in the, the club shop i absolutely love it was just that when the game starts we don't really need anyone accessing the club shop from the outside. I just wonder whether it made sense, you know, at half time or 40 minutes. And I know it's tricky because people are working and stuff, but whether or not there's access to open the club shop so you can access it through the inside of the club, if that makes sense. Um, so where, where the Phoenix is, the club shop, right at the end, the club, one of the club shop doors on the left. It was just a question of whether or not... Um, you could do half-time pickups or, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a lot of the fan people, they are there because they love the club. But if there wasn't someone who was doing something, whether they wanted to open the club shop at half-time or there was an opportunity to have a concession or do you know what? You can buy this and you can pick it up at half-time and you pay for it and they get all the shirt or they, while they're waiting, they can do that and the other and it's ready. I'm not saying we have to dump on anyone else. Of course not. And I'm not trying to be difficult because the guys do an amazing job, but it is just that accessing stuff from the inside. Um, but I don't know whether that's yeah, I think it'd be, valid. It, it might be hard to, yeah, to have the, the shop running at half-time. But I think what you, you mentioned, they could, they could put up a stall, just go... And it's just scarves and hats on a cold day. Yeah. It just particularly, I don't know what, like I said, it was, it was just, I think it was just the fact that I was, at, I, I went on, I very rarely, normally I just had my old man, but at half time, I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. I was looking for a couple of the kids who I teach because they were like, oh, come and see me by the club shop. And I went there and I was like, oh, you can't even go into it. And I was like, is that, I, I don't know many other clubs that would do that, that have a club shop that's open in the, in the game, et cetera. But I don't, I, I presume everyone who, were, and again, it's that assumption that you feel like because you work at Wimbledon, you must be a Wimbledon fan, but that, that doesn't need to be the case. It could quite easily be somebody who's not a football fan there at all. They just work there. And there's a, there's a possibility of having that again, if it picks up a little bit of business or whatever it might be, or, you know, you can pay now and pick up at half time, or I don't know if there were certain things it was just an interesting aside, but um, let's move on briefly then to the club. So from a club perspective, I've got, obviously the communications have been better in the short term. Um, no, I didn't go to the meet the manager on Tuesday, but that was an example that Lee was given about. There wasn't a huge amount of notice. Um, so obviously I think the communication is a bit of a given. The other thing I wanted to discuss with you was about, the tickets rebuy. Now you're a season ticket holder, is that right? So no, I'm not. Not this oh, you're year. Oh, you not? Oh, okay. So, yeah, I had a season ticket uh, last year. Um, what I've decided to do this year, I'm uh, kind of a more of a marauder. Okay. So I thought. Um, so yeah, as I mentioned before, I uh, I come down from North London uh, for the games. It's probably yeah, best part of a three-hour round trip. So what I do when I come to games is. I use it as a way of catching up with mates who live yeah. down that way. So each game I'll drag kind of two or three people along and sit in different areas of the ground. So I sat in the main stand uh, oh, wow. two or three times. Um, actually, when when we saw each other on Saturday, that was the first I, I'd gone back to my old scene ticket seat to sit Ooh. sit with a guy or stand with the guys I, used, I had a scene ticket with last year. Oh, that's year. pretty cool. Um, yeah, a few times in the East Stand, and I, I've basically I've worked out 
where I think the best spot is in the ground to watch. Go on, give it away. It's in the. Um, well, now I've given it away, and everyone will want to sit there. But um, in the in the corner between the east stand and the south stand, so you have got the seats like diagonally onto the the pitch. Yeah. So you got you got a great view of of the game, and then to to your left. You can kind of see across the south stand, so you can see the atmosphere and the singing and the jumping. So you've got a good view of the. Uh, oh, okay. the so you like that and then, corner, and then, and then you've got the main stand kind of opening up in front of you. So, so that's I, where, I, where I you recommend reckon... it to ever, people who want to sh- shop around in terms of where they sit at Plough Lane. They'll be just sitting next to you, going, "Nick, you're absolutely right." Um, <laughs> how, e- how easy is it then from you to get tickets? Because one of the big things that frustrates me. <clears throat> and I don't know why we can't do it, but I remember when we were at Kings Meadow, we used to get an email every game. Are you going to the game? Email the club. There yep. must be a little tick or a little, these are the games of the season that you got. And if you're not going to the game, you can just click the button and your season ticket, you don't need the season ticket. You basically almost give that ticket back to the club. Um, I personally feel that it should be something where you get either points or you get money off in the shop, maybe a five or a ticket. If you give your ticket back and they sell it, or if you give your, if you're happy to sell your ticket back to the club, you get a five pound voucher, just something simple that would encourage people to go, actually, you know what, I'm, you know, if I'm going to miss four games over the Christmas period, return, 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 I've got 20 quid. All of a sudden I've actually got a Christmas present for, Auntie Mildred in Scotland, or you know, little Tommy who wants to wants Pell on the back of his shirt. What, 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 what do you think? That's a decent shout, or what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think they they need to. Um, I think they can get that better. I think it is a bigger it's a bigger issue at Kings Meadow because, like, we were selling out every game, and we could have people were missing out on tickets that could have bought them off scene ticket or not going. Yeah, it's less of an issue at Plough Lanes. We're not selling out the. What I'm finding is when I look to buy, and it, it, it's it's easy, but you look at the South Stand, uh, that's all scene tickets in there. Yeah. So there's the odd the odd seat available, but then when you actually turn up on on the day, as and a lot of people have turned up, it's the same in the main stand. There's some really good seats in the main stand. I'm like, oh, I'd love to sit there. You know, maybe above above the tunnel at the back, of a great view. Someone's that's someone's seen ticket, but then half the time they're not there on Saturday. Yeah. So I, I I think the solution is probably more like um I think a, like Arsenal they probably have it elsewhere like uh, like a, t- a ticket exchange. Okay, that's quite good. So so basically someone if someone can't <laughs> go they put their they put their their seat up and then someone could buy it because otherwise at the moment my only choice is from the seats for. And not have not been sold as scene tickets, and that's not necessarily all the seats are going to be available for that game. I like it. That's, that 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 would be a really really sensible idea. I just I, I don't know about you, but a lot of the south stand gets quite busy, and I know that sometimes the east stand is quite quiet, and I feel like a lot of those people have bought tickets there. So as an example, sometimes I'm standing there, my mate and his my mate's dad and his brother will just turn up because they bought tickets in that east stand in that corner, probably yeah. in your area, and they move around, and that's cool. Um, but it just, I just feel like there's so many people who are, and again, sometimes it's like, oh, we, we you know, we've sold 7,300 tickets or whatever, 
but that's including the season tickets and so, some of them aren't coming. So yeah. actually, it's good propaganda, if you like, in terms of, oh, aren't we getting loads and loads and loads, which I get. But I just wonder whether or not thinking about we want bums on seats, we want people in the stadium, we want money being spent. Is there an easier way where a fan can just go, I'm not going today, opt out? And if they want to, you know, you you do like a you have to after this period you can't opt back and you can press it and actually go if we haven't sold it you can have it back i mean it's obviously fraught with challenges but i i wonder if that's an easy win um but there you go um anything I, I, else you reckon from a club yeah I, I i'd say to that the, the trouble is we're, we're not we're not selling out the ground so i think the um the impetus like the impetus isn't there for the for the club to, to do anything about yeah it. no 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 i get that i think that's yeah. a, i think that's actually a really good shout um and then another thing actually because yeah, because the crowds have, haven't been as big this season in in League Two. It's almost gone back to the old um, non-league days. Remember when you'd uh, you swap ends at halftime? Oh yeah, I used to love that. Because now there's um, yeah, like if you want to watch the end that we're attacking, sitting in the east stand, you can easily switch. There's loads of room. Oh, what? So you can go from one corner to the other. Ah. Yeah, I did, I did that. Um, I think I've only done it once, but yeah, the only options there. Oh my god, this, this could all kick off. We could have like yeah. empty blocks when we're defending. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> um, anything else from the club point of view that you um, reckon we could do better, or anything that um, Danny Macklin might want to think about as we try and move our club into the, the the next realms of what we're doing? No, I think they need a chance to um, to bed in. And the, the, two, the two new guys, I think, yeah, back to the halftime stuff. I think the, the major area where we're, we're missing out is, yeah, selling more more food and drink at halftime. Um, yeah. I, I don't even bother. Um, and it, and I think that's, that's where it's useful to drag mates along because I want to watch the whole football, whereas they're, they're as, as keen to get a beer as watch a football. Yeah, so yeah, you know that. I, I can count on them to, one of them to slip out and get the beers in at half time, so it's a win-win. Oh, I love absolutely, I love that. Um, okay, so lastly, the last sort of topic was around the Don's Trust. Um, and before we obviously start, I wanted to um, say congratulations to everyone who went to do the Don's Trust um, and who voted and put themselves forward. Um, and I'm absolutely delighted to announce Matt Lowndes, James McDonald, Graham Price, Kevin Ryan, Mark Lewis. Um, with two-year terms and Chris Phillips and Richard Shepard for one-year terms. Um, I, I just, yeah, I know there are other people involved, but I wanted to congratulate all of those who took part in the vote, all of those who put themselves forward. You know, it was great to see a diverse group of people putting themselves forward. I guess for you, whether it's something, a message to them or not, just curious in terms of from your aspect around maybe what we need to do from January as a club regarding the Don's Trust. I mean, I'll be blunt. I've made my position clear about where I sit with fan ownership and the like, but I do feel like we, we kind of need to draw a line a little bit and we need to kind of take some stock, let people, we've got a brand new group. Let's give them, let's give them the opportunity to try and implement some ideas. I feel like we can be quite abrasive as a group towards the Don's Trust. And it's almost like we use it as a, well, it's sort of, if there's a problem with the club, it's got to be their fault. But um, I feel like we could probably do better. But I don't know where you sit with the Don's Trust and how it all plays out. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a member. Um, I'm not a very engaged member. Uh, I did the votes on the, um, like the sale of the ground, like the back in two ticks thing. 
Um, I've never been to a meeting. I've occasionally voted. I didn't. Okay. I didn't vote this time around. And I, I think uh, I know some of the candidates were. I think they, like their manifesto was maybe open to options other than fan ownership. I, d I don't know if any of those guys got. Okay. Got Interesting. Elected. Um. I think we pay too much attention to the Don's Trust. I think they're they're there just to kind of oversee how the club's being run on behalf of us as the fans. Yep. Um the people running the club day to day are well now Danny Danny Macklin. That's it. And Mick Buckley kind of as the chairman now. Um Don's Trust, well, you know, they're just volunteers, they're not they're not professionals. I think we expect too much of them. Um, and I, and, I, and I, I, but then again, it's it's, it's a weird one because I think if you were kind of designing kind of something that's best practice in terms of corporate governance, in terms of how a fan-owned football club should be you know, structured, I, yeah. I don't know if, how we're doing it is the right way. It's just it's something that's kind of is set up right at the beginning. And it's, it's just carried on. Like I don't know if you've read um, Eric Samuelson's book. No, I haven't. Any good? Oh, it's brilliant. You've got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay, just... I'm looking to write a Christmas yeah. list. I might stick it on there. Yeah, no, it's a it's a, it's a must read. Like just in terms of yeah, what happened, you know, from the very beginning to up until quite recently. Like a lot of stuff. Like I, I knew there's some bits I didn't I didn't realize. Like I think. Um, during the non-league days, I thought it was all kind of our own, you know, our own cash, just ticket sales, uh, merch, that kind of thing. Actually, there's a, so Ian, so Ian McNay of Cherry Red Records, and then Mike, Mike Richardson were they were topping up the budget often. I thought it was just now and again, but it's pretty much all the time. Wow. So I I I hadn't realised that but to the the extent to which we were propped up. But but back then, Eric kind of he was really clear about what he was trying to do, and I think he kind of he he decided what was going to get, happen, and then just got the Don's trust to to agree. Okay. Uh, and back then, like no one knew who was on the Don's trust board. They didn't really do anything. It's all about it's all about Eric, and to a lesser extent, Ivor. Uh, okay. And I, I think I think the issue is, and like you know, for the first time. You know, we got relegated. Like we took a we took a step back, and I think that's, that's given everyone a massive wobble. Like, yeah, I, I, where 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 are we at? Um, I mean, it's understandable, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, you kind of want when you're in a bit of a tricky situation, you do want a little bit of a steady hand on the wheel. Um, but yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. But I think it, yeah. I think it's more whose whose hand it is. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily the what the Don's Trust board is there. To do, yeah, uh, okay, I'll get that. I, I think what was sorry. Uh, what was the problem for them was because yeah, they're not fo football experts or football governance experts. They probably kind of went to stuff they were comfortable with, like kind of all the corporate social responsibility stuff. And when we were struggling on the pitch, everyone was kind of pointing at that. I was like, why are you even doing this? Um, and using that as a stick to beat them with. Yeah, I, I don't that, that, is, that, that is unfortunate, and I, I think there just needs to be, like, I'm, 
a million percent about fan ownership. Like I, that's that is I, a lot of percent. Nick. Yeah, yeah, child yeah, accountant, I, I, a numbers dead, man. That is a lot. Dead body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we we just need to. And I I don't know if it's. I think like a while back we had some. Um, were they like MBA people, like business? business students who basically did a review of the structure of the club okay and whether we need to do something like that again just to kind of maybe reset it a bit yeah i mean i don't think that's a bad chat i think with a lot of these sort of things i think education is crucial and people actually understanding clearly what to do 100 percent. and i think yeah. me myself since doing this podcast and and again people have you know people feel that we've done hundreds of hours we literally just spoke on a whatsapp for 10 minutes and now we're here and i feel that sometimes uh, me and lee in particular we just two lads potentially in a pub we and you were just talking in our half needing to do diy houses and we're just chatting about football and we're giving an opinion but whether we've taken enough time to actually do our due diligence and truly understand what the roles are and the, the different roles that are a part of the don's trust it's not just everyone does the same stuff um I wonder, I mean, like I said, I, I know we're, we're at slightly different points in terms of our opinions of the club and where it should be governed and, you know, fan ownership and the like. But what I do hope is in January, we've kind of got new new football operations guy, Danny Macklin's come in, Richard Buckley. The club's, the team are doing well. We are currently, what, four points off the playoffs with a big game on Saturday. I just, I'm hoping that with the Don's Trust, we kind of just like, Put it a bit aside. Let's not get distracted with it. I find sometimes we get quite... It's an important part of our setup. Of course it is. And the people who are involved, you know, is important. And yes, there's been shambles about, you know, hustings and the like. But I, I just hope we can kind of park it. Like you said, park it a little bit. Realise what we're about a little bit more. And, and support the players. Because I feel that we've now got a team now who are actually playing quite well. And I feel like, I still don't think we'll make the playoffs. I still think we'll be mid-table, but I'm okay with that. But I don't feel like we're in a in the crisis that we felt that we was. And I think it is so easy. Uh, we've lost three in a row. And it's the Don's Trust's head is what we need to take. Um, yeah, that's what's me there. I feel may, maybe we're, as a club, we need to just sort of take a chill pill and try and work out what our job is as fans. Because I still think as fans, we... When we're good, we're brilliant. And when we're bad, we're horrid. And I think that's football fans everywhere. But I feel like we as a group in particular are very accommodating for managers, are very supportive, but we haven't quite got that right. Would that, would that be fair, do you reckon? Yeah, and but we're, I think we're unique as a football club. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we've, it's fair to say, we've all had a wobble last few months so it's got better last few weeks definitely before that, i think we're all we're all really worried um and i think the relegation had been coming yeah oh 100 oh, percent. Right. <laughs> to be honest with you the, the the covid year for me was the year we should have gone down the Tranmere one where we nicked it we had the home game and we got a draw i can't remember we were playing i think it might have been like berry but we played at home we got a nil nil draw Jamie Day, the keeper, made a great save and we stayed up by a fraction of a point and Tranmere got yeah. relegated in that COVID yeah. year. And I always felt that was our year where, was that the one where four, I think Fours went home early? He was the one who was banging in goals. He didn't, we were, he went back 
and we got to that kind of period and I thought, oh, we're in trouble here. And we, for me, we dodged a bullet massively. Um, so it was on the cards. I think sort of in a weird way, it will eventually be the, be not the making of us, but it will, it will give us a chance to kind of reset. I feel like all of our efforts around trying to be the fifth from bottom eventually gets you down and actually being able to aim a bit higher and being actually, no, no, we want to be top 10, not bottom five, I think might, might do us better, but I hope, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's nice to win. I think last, last year, I think I, I did a tally. I did, I think I went to 23 games. I saw, I saw us win twice. God, that and that, that, that drains you, right? Oh my God. Um, I mean, well, I was watching yeah, this, this yeah. year, even as a lower standard, Yes, it's nice to see us win. And it's nice to get it's nice to get excited. But what we'll do then, we'll have a little breather and we'll we will um get very excited about a very, very good game on Saturday between the wonderful footballing powerhouse that is Swindon Town and the inform League Two team that is your dance. The Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans. Okay, and we are back in our final part of this wonderful Leeless episode. It's been an absolute breath of fresh air, um, and it's been great having Nick on. We are going to talk about Swindon Town. So, have you been to Swindon before, Nick? I've been to the town a couple of times. I've got a mate that lives there. I've not been to the ground. You've not been to I've the been ground. Wa- I've been warned off it. What Have you really? You? I, 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 I remember I nearly went when Swindon were in the Premier League and they were terrible and Fashion scored a great goal at theirs. But I went to the game. I think, if I'm right, I think I went the year Paolo Di Canio was manager at Swindon and we played them. We didn't win. I'm pretty sure he was manager at Swindon. Um, we were terrible. Um, but we're playing them in good form to give you a bit of concept so you've got a bit of an idea. Swindon's form in the last five games lost the last two which is interesting um and obviously Wimbledon are absolutely flying we have won four of the last five um Swindon have lost three of the last four particularly with a four nil loss looks like that looks like Rochdale well Stockport County they lost to so coming in what's your expectations your thoughts they lost last time out to Crawley I believe um which is very very exciting so yeah what what do we what what do you feel that we could get out of it? What do we need to get out of it? It's a hard one because yeah, we're we're on this great form, and we you know we beat Leighton Orion. We we you know we deserve winners. So you think we could beat anyone? Yeah, in this league. But then also you know we're we're Wimbledon fans. There's so many false dawns. Like, oh my god, how up. many have we had? It's been ridiculous. Yeah. And maybe it's the same for every club, but it just feels yeah we've had a lot. Um, so I'll go one or draw. Okay. Just happy you know, with that. I'll take it. Maintain momentum. And then we've got uh, was it Stevenage? Is it Stevenage at home on the seventeenth? Yes. Yeah. So that's that's going to be a big game because they're they're doing well. I think they got um, well they got Steve Evans right. He's a coach. And yeah, then, yeah, uh, yeah. That's right. And then Jake Reeves is playing there. Yes, he's and he's doing all right apparently, from what I can see. Well, yeah, it's good for our four years lost the football. You had so many injuries, so yes, yeah, it's, it's good. Like you know, you, 
think he, what, can't, the, he kind the, of the went, went backwards up. to go forwards. He he left us. Um, did went he to Bradford. He did go to Bradford, yes. He left Bradford, went to Notts County, went from Notts County, he's gone back to Stevenage. I thought, yeah, he was great in that playoff year. But in terms of um, Swindon, I think... I think avoiding defeat would be would be wonderful. I feel like we, I feel like we're better against better teams, and I feel like we struggle against weaker teams. I think them that if we beat them, we're going to be a point off the playoffs, which will give us a great, a really really good energy going into the Stevenage game, who looked decent. I I, I, it, I think for me, I, I I don't think we can. I think we'll just keep it exactly the same. I don't think there'll be many changes. I think they'll do exactly what they were doing. I still, I still would play Biller at right back. I wouldn't be playing Gunter. Um, I'd keep it as it is. It will be what I'm interested in. I don't know where you sit, but obviously Pierce is going to be fully fit. I would, I'd guess. Would you bear in mind he's our club captain by the looks of it, and would have seen, at the start of the season he was our starting centre back. Bring him in. Do, would you would you bring him in for Callum Bay? No, I'm with you on that. Or Tower. No, I think if it don't change the winning team, and for the for the. For the same reason, yeah, he's saying Villa keep him in. Um, despite what I said about Gunter earlier on, I think like you know, big picture, Gunter's a better player. But yeah, right now, stick with him. Maybe you know, you know, give 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 him a run a few games. He'll, he'll probably you know, it's his first stint in the first team. He'll, he might run out of steam in a couple of um, couple of games anyway. Um, Calibay, he's done well. I think he's he's a kind of guy that does well. In a battle, like a win yeah. tethers, loves it. He loves a good man marker. You don't really want him to, yeah, too much. You don't want him to, to play against We're... a small little cheeky forward. You want him playing against someone big and strong and a handful. Yeah, he might be all right. I think um, if he could get if he gets tight to the the forward, he he's good. But I think yeah, in the in the back three where they got on the ball a lot, that wasn't didn't play to his strengths. I think he's definitely. Better in the back two, tick, uh, back four. Sorry, and then even with someone like uh, Towler, who's you know reads the game well, he's a bit of a bit of a sweeper. So I think they're they're a good combo, and I'd, I'd stick with it for now. Yeah, I I, I'm with you on that. I think Alex Pierce is um, he, he's got his part to play. Um, I guess the other question for you, obviously, it's wonderful to potentially have MYC back. Um, how? Is he someone who's going to throw a curveball to our success? When he, when him and him and Davis had a really good partnership and they were playing well, with him coming back, we've kind of stumbled on this great formation now and that works for us. How does he get in our team potentially? And if he does, where would he play? Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say not yet. But I think earlier when we were talking about signings, and I thought I'd forgotten about NYC. I think he's. He's he could be you know our one of our January signings like attacking players. He didn't actually play a lot before he got injured. What, yeah, half a dozen games. Yeah, if that. Yeah, uh, scored some goals. Needs, was decent. Yeah, he needs he needs to get back match fit. Uh, I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't chuck him in straight away. It would just be interesting uh, to see how if he does fit in whether he's good enough to play when he's fit instead of Courtney Senior. And that means that you've then got Chislett, Asal, Hell, Davison with with uh, NYC on the bench, or does he believe that NYC is a centre forward? And that means you've got Davison and NYC, and then you've got to kind of change the shape. And, like, and again, I'm I'm like you, we're doing so well. 
Um, I don't really, really want to change it, but I do recognise that he is quality and, he, and he's got an eye for goal. And it's just where, how does he fit into our team that's going to allow us to be really, really good? But I, I'm, I'm really pleased that he's back. I hope we stick the same sort of team. I feel like we've got. I feel like we've got a win in. I definitely feel like we've got a win in us. But do I be brave? Do I be? Do I be not? I, I think I would. I'm very similar to you, but I'm going to go two two. I'm going to go for two two. We've we've defended well of of late, which means that we're well due a goal or two against. But I do feel <laughs> like we're dangerous. I feel like um, hell. It will continue to to show us some of the dark arts. I think we're well, that's guaranteed. Um, but it'll be interesting because. I think a lot of teams, Gunners come back from the World Cup, we want to keep a, a bit of momentum. So I think a 2-2 will be good. Um, looking forward to, to doing it. It's my little girl's first birthday on Saturday. So we're incredibly excited. to. Uh, bizarrely, when she was born, she was born on the 10th of December, we didn't win a game for the rest of the season from when she was born, which was, she was an incredible curse. Um, we nearly actually, nearly took her back and swapped her for somebody else. Um, but we've kept her so... Little Dorothy Baker's birthday, so happy birthday to her. Birthday. Um, yeah, so it's going to be. Um, yeah, it's. It, 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 I feel like we've had another really, really positive podcast, and um, I'm. I'm. It, it's. It's nice. It's nice doing it because we obviously love doing it, and it's been great to have you on, and it's just nice to talk so positively. And let's see if we can keep the form up. But Nick, thank you ever so much for joining. Wasn't so painless, was it? No, nah, it's great fun. I could keep going, but maybe, maybe another time. Um, yeah, f- thanks for having me. Uh, best wishes to Lee for a speedy recovery. So he's uh, back next week. I hope so. He said he's he's losing a lot of weight, and um, Father Christmas is coming, so he might fit down some um, some chimneys. But yeah, we're we're both wishing well. I hope he's all right. Um, and thank you very much, very ever so much for everyone for putting up with me. Uh, I know I'm not Lee, but I I'm Danny, and I really appreciate your time today. So thanks ever so much for joining us. Thank you very much to our sponsors, Boardmasters, who do amazing work. You want some windows? Get them boarded up with Boardmasters. But on behalf of us, thanks ever so much. And it's never too early to say Merry Christmas. So laugh for now. Go on, you one, Bulls. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. Buy the fans for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.